Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everyone, Daniel Ramsey here from My Outdesk, and we are really excited because we are going to help today. We've got a special guest, Chris Rosano from Trainial. Now, here's the thing: if you're scaling or growing the problem of a business, the biggest problem that you have is training. And so we've got a special guest, a guy that knows everything about that. So we're gonna have lots of fun today. We're really excited about this. Um, Trainio obviously has thousands of clients and they do this for a living. So that's what we do is we bring people on this show to help you win in business. And I'm really excited about that. Before we get going, please, thank you for being here. Just drop in chat where you're from and your name. We love to kind of interact and there's going to be lots of questions. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat about this. So I am sharing my screen as everybody starts to put their info in the chat there. Yeah, and let's, let, let's give everybody a little backdrop. Like you're a serial entrepreneur. Like you're a crazy guy, like sold a business by, by the age of 25. So you're like the real deal, man. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. So I started my first company when I was 14. Actually, and I mean my first company to pay taxes. Obviously I had the little kid businesses, the, the landscaping and the um, house cleaning and lemonade stands. But when I was 14, had a video production company, grew that to doing events all over the US and a couple international events. Sold that when I was in my 20s, started a consulting firm, um, grew that up and we spun off a couple cool tech products with other businesses, other partners of mine. And Trainual was one of the tech products that came out of my consulting firm. So now it's a total separate ent entity on its own and our 100% focus, which has been really fun. Well, that's crazy, man. That's a really cool. How did you like, what's the, like, what's the origin story of Trainio? Like, why did you know that this was something special? Yeah. So with my consulting business, we were working with all small companies that were growing like under 50 employees, but growing quickly. And so we would go in and interview all their employees, figure out where the chains were broken and how to improve their workflow. And we'd put in different technology and tools and virtual assistants and anything to help streamline what they did. Yeah. And as we tore apart their operations, the last step was always, can you write down the manual? Can you write down the standard operating procedures or the training and get everybody up to speed on the new way to do things? And so as we were doing that work, it was all Google Docs or Word Docs and Dropbox folders. And I was banging my head against the wall thinking, this isn't how you train people. You don't just scatter documents across them and hope they read it. And so that's why we created Trainual. It was just for our clients, just in-house. Nice. And so over a couple of years, um, our clients were referring the system out to people that were not consulting clients. And they said, I want to use Trainual. I want to use it. And uh -huh. so it was enough people asking that I said, I think there's something here. Let's, let's give this a go. That's awesome. And when did you uh, give it a go, for instance? Uh, formally January 2018. So it's been about 18 months at the time we're recording this. Nice. I love that, man. I love that. So you've got a really cool um, slide deck that we're going to roll through. So if you're listening, um, we've got <laughs> Lenny 
from Hermosa Beach. He says it's heaven on earth there where he's at. So that's awesome. Lenny, thanks oh, I love for it. Us. Um, and um, the, the real I issue, and we've got Tim from Seattle, the real issue here is turnover is kind of the challenge of scaling a business. Training new people to do it just like you is the other challenge because as you're growing, the biggest concern is like, are they going to love on my clients the way I love on my clients? And, and so we're going to nail some of the really cool things today with you. Um, but let, yeah, let's rock into it, Chris. Perfect. Here we are. That's us. You've, we've, you've already done the intro, but, but this is the two of us. And so thank you for everyone joining to be here with us. Um, like Daniel said, I run Trainual. Uh, it's literally smash training manual together and you've got Trainual. Simple system for documenting what you do. And so everything we talk about is going to come from my own personal experience doing this and the experience of our customers, which is thousands of customers in, I think, 85 countries now around the world. Um, so really. Countries. Yeah, so um, a big virtual component to what we do. So we'll have a lot to talk about. If at any time anyone has questions, just put them in the chat. We'll address them either as they come or we'll do some Q&A at the end. Um, but I want to hear from you. So we custom tailor this as we go. Sound good? Yeah, yeah, perfect, man. And we've got Wendy from Tampa. Morning, Wendy. Thanks for joining us today. It's awesome to have Tim, you. Seattle. I'm going to Seattle in a couple weeks, Tim. Love it up there. <laughs> there you go. All right. Cool. So here's what we'll cover today. First, we'll talk a little bit about why documentation is important. Why do you care? If you signed up for this, obviously you care a little bit, but I'll give you some context and some things that you can share with the rest of your team to get them on board because I know that's a big part of this. We'll go through the three biggest pain points that your virtual teams face, the manual manifesto, which is something I came up with, and then we'll talk about practically how do you get started? What do you document first? How do you actually capture your process? And then what can you do as some next steps today or tomorrow to get moving down that path? Nice. Let's get into it. So pain points. This isn't the sexiest thing to do, the easiest thing to do in your business. And I think that's why a lot of people don't do it, right? Like, I'm curious to hear from you in the chat. Where are you? Like, have you done this 0%, 100%? Do you have anything written down? Tell me in the chat while we go through this, because I want to know what we're dealing with. But it's not... You know, when I talk to business owners, this isn't the thing that you want to do every day. You've got to make the money. You think you're running the business. And so taking time to work on the company might not feel like the most important thing, but it definitely is. We'll talk about it. Okay. Number problem number one, assuming your virtual teammates are just plug and play solutions. I'm curious to hear from you. Raise your hand. Type in the chat, has anybody ever experienced this where you hire a service, you know, you hire a company like Daniel's and you think it's just day one, we're going to hit the ground running. I cut the check, it's good to go. Or even physically, you hire an employee and day one, they're just off to the races. I know I've made that mistake. So the myth, especially with virtual assistants, is that they're already experts in everything. You know, you think as soon as you cut the check that you're gonna have the problem solved. But the reality is you've got someone that wants to solve the problem, employee, virtual assistant, contractor, whatever it is, you've got someone that wants to solve the problem and has the skill set to potentially solve the problem, but they don't know how you want the problem to be solved. And so what we have to do is help them and train them and we'll talk more about that, but that's a big problem. Problem number two is that you develop some face-to-face -face habits. 
Now, especially if you haven't done this before, if you haven't hired someone virtual before, you might be used to working in an office where you can just walk over to the next person's desk or you just roll your chair back and slide over to the next person. And because of that, you develop a little bit of a dependency. And the myth is, if something goes wrong, I can easily correct my team on the fly. Like, no problem, I roll across the, the way where we're, we're sitting next to each other. But in order to leverage a virtual team, you've gotta be able to be more prepared because you're not always connected. You might be working on different time zones. You might not be able to talk to each other in real time throughout the day. So you've got to be able to prepare a little bit more through training. And then the third thing, the third problem is if you haven't utilized technology at all, I see Wendy put in here, we've got an SOP manual, but it needs some work and updates. And I hear that all the time. It's like, we put some work into this. We've got some documents. I wrote some things down, but it's not totally up to date and we don't trust it. You know, if you did something so long ago that you're not using it anymore, then it's because you're not utilizing the tech to keep it going, keep it updated. And so the myth is I just don't have time to work on this. I don't have time to document what I do. Of course, if you're using some tech tools that we're going to talk about in the presentation, then you will spend a lot less time and you'll be able to just capture what you know. So let's go back. We've got three things here. Assuming your team is plug and play, developing some bad face-to-face habits, and not utilizing tech, type in the chat, which one is your biggest problem? What, what one have you been, uh, have, what, what, uh, what have you committed in the past? One, two, or three? We'll leave a couple seconds here. How about you, Daniel? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump in. We were just, um, we've got uh, Bick, he says number three is his issue. I was just on a call with a, a client who's actually doubling their business every year. And it's super awesome when they come to us and say, hey, uh, Daniel, we need help. We know exactly what we need. We have scripts. We have a training process. And, and we're doubling. And so now we just need the help. But that's not always the case. Um, it's really rare for somebody to say, my systems are fully documented and we're ready for a virtual assistant. And yet, you know, when that happens, our clients are really, really, really happy with the results. And so um, real quick, before we um, get all the answers, because we've got a lot of people actually answering, I want to allow people the opportunity to get a copy of our book. Um, we, we just finished it, Chris. I don't, I, I can't wait to share more information about that book. But basically, it's 12 years of running a virtual company and what kind of systems and processes you actually need in place. And so if you're listening right now, you can text SVP to 31996. We're going to jump back into the into the presentation. But we want to make sure that if you're here with us today, and you want we can give you a free gift and kind of help you along your your journey as you're hiring virtual talent and actually scaling and growing a company. But we've got let's see, it looks like Lenny, everybody's on a three man. Uh, yeah, you've seen lots of threes. So, so this is, this is what we're going to get into. You know, if you're not utilizing technology right now, there's probably a few reasons. Like either you don't know about the tools or you don't feel like you have time to dig into the tools. You're just not familiar enough with them. And it feels like it's going to take a lot of time. I don't have time to document what I do. That's what we hear a lot because it feels like you have to spend all this time creating and getting out of the space of doing whatever it is you do best which feels unnatural. It feels painful. It's like homework. And we don't want that. We want to alleviate that. So 
we, what we did is we created, this is kind of like the framework behind Trainual. We had already built it. We already had paying customers. And I sat back and said, when should you train? Why should you do this? And this is what came out of it. Do it, document it, delegate it. Simple process, but I want you to be able to share this with your teams because you should not document everything. I want to take that off the table right now because you don't need to write down everything. You only need to write down the things you want to delegate. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses and the answer is simple. It's my Outdesk virtual assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. The reason you write things down is to delegate them, to get them off your plate so someone else can do them, to leverage someone else's time, and to free up your time. So if you go through this cycle, first, you're learning to do it. You are doing something the very first time and developing some kind of repeatable, consistent process. Once you know you're doing it consistently, like you're not experimenting anymore, you did it the same way yesterday as you did today, and you don't want to do it anymore, your step, your next step is to document it. It's to say, how did I do it? Let me write it down. Let me record it. How do I do it right in my mind? And then once you've documented it, you can delegate it. So if you do it consistently, you document it clearly, then you can delegate it confidently. And I've got this little cycle. Go ahead, jump in. Well, I, I, the document question we get, this is one of the questions. And again, you know, we've helped over 5,000 businesses grow with virtual talent, but the documented question, there's a lot of gray area. So we've got you here today. I want you to clear this up for us. How detailed does it have to be? Because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm crazy. You're an entrepreneur. I'm all over the place. Like how much detail, like, is it a step-by-step thing or is it like document all the alternatives out there? Because there's a lot of, in business, you know, there's a lot of you know, well, this happened, so that has to happen now. No, it doesn't have to be detailed. It, it has to be detailed enough that the person on the other end does it correctly. And so the reason why we have these little arrows is that it's an iterative process. You know, as you document something, 
you're writing it down to the best of your ability. And when you hand it to someone else, they're going to have questions. They're going to say, what about this? Or they're going to do something wrong. Then it goes back, the cycle goes back to redocumenting and you update those, those instructions and say, oh, good point. I missed a step. Now you try it again, you delegate it again. And once it's delegated and done correctly, then you know the instructions are good. But then by doing it, by delegating it, someone might have a great idea and say, I think if we do it this new way, we can save ourselves two hours. And so you say, great, let's test that out. Let's try doing it that way. And now let's update the instructions. Let's redocument it. And now let's delegate it. So you want to do like the minimum possible documentation that is effective for your business. And we're going to talk through four different ways to document a bit later in the presentation. Nice. Okay, good. All right. So to give you an analogy, we're all in the, the real estate world here. If I asked any of you, what's the best way to build an asset buying or renting? You know, could you buy a house or rent a house uh, for yourself? You know, which one builds some equity, builds some asset? What would you say, Daniel? This is, a, this is a trick question. It's not a trick question. Well, it's not a trick question. I'm buying. I'm always a buyer. Okay. Good. I've had some people in the audience say, well, probably rent. I don't know. No, buy. Obviously, if you want equity in something, you buy and you develop some equity in it because otherwise the payments you're making every month, they're not going to anything that you retain, any asset. They're just going out the window, right? It's right. the same with, with documenting. So think of the teams that work at your organization. If you're paying their salaries week over week, month over month, and they're not writing down anything that they're learning, any best practices, you don't have anything to show for the salary dollars you've been paying, then you're renting. You're renting your team. But if as you're paying your team, they can document the things that they learn, the things that they know to bit by bit build the playbook for your company, then you're, it's like you're buying that knowledge. You're building an asset that you as a business owned. So it's a real simple analogy, but I always like to share this, especially with you guys, because you can bring it back to your teams and say, look, what we're doing is we're renting our team. You know, we have nothing to show for it. We need to build an asset and that's what documentation is. Well, Chris, I would add, so we did one of these with um, Steve Murray, the founder of Real Trends. And if you're listening right now, this guy did 730, he's done 736 different valuations of real estate practices that have sold and what he said is when he's selling these things and there's documented processes he gets a higher multiple meaning he's going to get a four or five x and and the ones that you know there's no documented process the entrepreneur is what i call a helicopter delegator you know did you do it did you do it did you do it we've all been there i started out there I think that's just how it is. But he said when those helicopter delegators are out there and they don't document the process and their systems and how to win inside their business, he says the valuation is, is, is sometimes as much as half. So if you're yeah. listening, the, the stakes for this is more money for your business and more profits over the life of your entire uh, real estate career. And I'll tell you the number one ad we've had of all time, the last 18 months, our number one performing ad has a simple message saying, could someone else run your business? And I think 
inside, that's such a powerful thing because even if you don't want someone else to run your business, like if something happens to you, could someone take the reins and keep it going? If one day you woke up and decided you want to do something new, would it be easy to transfer the business? And unless you've got a playbook of how you do what you do, there's really not much to sell. Someone would come in and expect you to be attached to the business for as long as it took to transfer that knowledge. And that's when multiples get hurt. Yeah. Well, and that's not a real business. That's a, that's a high, well, I call those highly paid jobs. And if you look, yeah. there's like, there's a, about 28 million businesses in the U S and, and literally only 4% of them ever actually get over a million dollars in revenue. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's the folks that document their process and systems. And this isn't the sexy thing in business. That's the challenge that we all have is like, this is just not the fun work of, you know, getting new clients and closing huge deals and making channel partners and hanging out with somebody like Chris. It's the hard work. It's the stuff that actually matters. And people, yeah. you know, I, look, if we could do this for you, we would. If we could charge you to do this for you, but there's no way for me to look inside your head and pull out all of your years of experience. That's got to be by you. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yes. 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 No, it's the same as like cleaning out your house or your garage. And some people might like it, but most people put that off and don't want to do it. But once you've done it, you step back and you look at the space and you say like, wow, I'm really proud. That sounds awesome. It looks awesome. I made great progress. And it feels the same when you've got the things written down, you're building this, this playbook. So, all right, keep going. Yeah, let's, let's roll. And, and guys, um, it's cool. I've got my cell phone here. So five of you have already grabbed a copy of the book. That's good stuff, man. I love that. How should I document? Ooh, that was my earlier question. I told you we were getting there. Yeah, let's do it, man. How should you do it? How do you actually get your business out of your brain? There's four things you can do, four ways you do this. Text, video, images, or files. So very simple. But text is just writing down the most complicated things. You want to be concise and use sections and bullet points whenever you can. The thing I would caution you against is only use text if you're describing something that is really specific. Like if you want to train someone on a legal policy or you want to train someone on a harassment thing or something that's very sensitive, that's when you want to use text because you want to spell out things little by little by little. But otherwise, text isn't the best way to train most people. So I would say use text when it's really specific and really, uh, you know, legal or HR oriented. Otherwise, if it's text, it should be very concise. Here's some bullet points. Here's a summary. Here's what I want you to know. And then move on to something more interactive. Next is video. Video is the easiest, the most powerful way to share what you do, especially with virtual teams. This is where I've had the most success. So video can be either a live recording or it can be a screen recording. If it's a live recording, it's you with your webcam like this or your smartphone and you just talk to the people. Now, one thing you might do is use your camera on your computer, your phone for something very personal. So say you hire a new virtual member of your team, you might record a little welcome that says, hey, I'm Chris, I'm so glad you're a part of the team. We really consider you part of the family. You're about to get invites to our Slack channel and email and here's what you need to know about the company and I'm so glad you're part of the team. Can't wait to see you online. You know, like imagine the impact that a video a personal message like that could make for the new person that's joining your team when they can't be there face to face with you, but they could still get to know you through a video like that. 
the next type of video you would use is a screen recording video. So a screen recording would be just like we're recording this, this webinar. Um, you can do this in your browser. I'll recommend a couple tools or you can do it in Trainual, of course. This is just recording whatever's happening on your screen. So say you've got a CRM that you're using and you're logging calls or outbound outreach or something like that. And you've got a process you're going through on your computer, record that process in video rather than trying to describe it through text. That's when you'd use video. You Next know, would be image. You know what, Chris, I want to help people through this because dude, this is literally our big, I think our company would be maybe 10 X if we could help people right here on this, this part, what I tell people on the video side, and you can steal this if it's, if you like it, but record a video of the how, the what, and the why, and that's the piece that they miss. They, they, they might talk through doing but it's, it's not normal for you to talk about, well, why do you sign into this system and why are the, pictures over here and why is the process like that but it's normal to say how and 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 what but they miss the the why so it's really really important that the how what and why is in your video and that you have a a, a very quick this is the end result that i expect from this video yeah it's, it's funny you say that. So this isn't in this presentation, but we teach our customers to set up any training with first the purpose, which is that why it's that context. Like, why am I showing you this? This is the purpose of this process. Right. And then next the targets, which are by the end of this, here's what you'll be able to do so that as soon as they're getting started, they know exactly what they're going to get out of the content. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, you've got a summary that as a recap, here's what you just learned how to do. And so you take people through that, that why, and then you take them through the how, all the steps, and then you show them the what they should know how to do now. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're, you're spot on. And, and that's the challenge is documenting, um, you know, these things. I don't know if this is in your presentation, but I always tell people, you know, don't, don't, just, don't just create a bunch of videos do this as you're doing the job so that it's a real right. example. Like you don't want to fake like a client thing. You want to actually do a client thing because then you're going to, you're going to remember all the important parts. I don't, I don't know if that's part of this too, but that's important. No, it's a great point. I don't mention it in these slides, but I agree. You know, I was training uh, or, or documenting for a finance role a couple of weeks ago. And as I was paying out a sales commission, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking screenshots, I'm screen recording, um, typing up a little summary and I built it out as I was doing it, which maybe took me an extra 10% of the time, but I was doing it anyway. So I didn't have to go back and spend 100% of the time doing the thing all over again. I spent an extra 10% of the time just grabbing screenshots while I was doing it. Well, and we're just scratching the surface, guys. If you're listening totally. right now, I mean, there's like a whole process to this stuff. And, and, and this is why we have Chris on because nobody's done more of this than him. And our, our clients just consistently have this pain point. So we have an entire chapter um in the book and it, and listen the book is called scaling your business with virtual professionals and if you text svp to 31996 we'll give you a copy but it's we have an entire chapter that says virtual playbook which is this and now chris i think you're going to be part of the book we're going to just add this video as like an extra you know layer of value for everybody who's who's listening here because we don't 
I haven't, I don't have them laid out like this. This is, this is phenomenal text, video, image files. I think that's the right way to do it. Perfect. And like you said, we're just scratching the surface, but let's wrap these two up. So images, simple, it's really just screenshots or photos. So if there's a photo that you have from maybe a company event or, you know, on site at a property you just flipped or something, whatever is going on in your world, share live photos because it just adds some interest. And then screenshots are things like, you know, here's what the login page looks like. One trick is to use a software that draws arrows to things because if you've got an arrow pointed at a button, it makes it a lot easier to comprehend if you're going through it quickly. Uh, and then the last thing is files. So a lot of people start with training that is just a folder of files and that's horrible. So if that's where you're starting from, it's great that you've got some documentation, but you can't really train with files. You send them to someone, you don't know what they've done with them. So we always say if you're using files in your training, they should be one of two things examples of something done perfectly, like maybe a contract that's filled out perfectly or an email template or something like that. Yeah. Um, or it's blank templates. It's things that people will need to reference and pull. And you want to give them that template during their training to say, here it is. If you ever need to reference it, come grab a copy. So those are the only things I think should be in your training. Otherwise keep your files out of there. Awesome. So here's some of the tools. Um, Again, we're sharing this presentation, but we've got a lot of tools listed on here. Um, of course, you can do everything I'm mentioning in Trainual with, you know, screen recordings and putting in images and even animated GIFs and emojis and things like that. But Loom and Screencast-O-Matic, Screencastify, these are great screen recording plugins. Um, Dropler, Skitch, those are great screen grab tools. Wistia, YouTube, Vimeo, these are great places to host video. SoundCloud for audio, LinkedIn, SlideShare, I think they just renamed it, but for your presentations. Um, so all these are tools you can use to capture what you know. And then you just want to put it all in some place like Trainual to make training easy. Beautiful. All right. How much should I document? You kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but how much, how much time do you spend doing this? How much should you write down? So the example I give is my, my wife got a new car a couple months ago, and um, I'm sure everyone on here has gotten a car at some point. So when you pick out a car and you finally go through the process of leasing or buying, whatever you're doing, they always take you into that little delivery room where they... Uh, you know, the car's all polished up, looks all good. And they give you the keys and then they say, do you want me to connect your phone? Should I show you how the radio works or are you all good? And when I did it, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I drove off, uh, you know, a few minutes later with my car. Now imagine how frustrating the process would be if they were like, let me show you how to change a tire. And here's how to put the windshield fluid in and, you know, trained you with all this stuff that you didn't need at that time. It would feel frustrating because you just want to get on the road. Just give me the keys. Let me, let me start. Let me, let me get at this thing. It's the same in your business. So don't overtrain people, especially your, your virtual teammates getting started, train them on the thing you want them to do this week. You know, and then work on the next training and work on the next training. You don't have to train on a hundred things the first few days because then most of it won't stick. So right. that's the first point. Anything you want to add to that? No, you know, here's, I, I love what you're saying. It's like having a library when they need it, but focus on the um, have tos like that. I mean, I think that's brilliant stuff. I think on, as entrepreneurs, we always get like, 
analysis paralysis, right? Well, if I've got to train, I got to, I got to write a hundred different SOPs and I got to get, you know, like, and that's just not the requirement. Just go slow and, and do it over time. Right. So make it easier on yourself. So there's one thing that every single person in your company needs to be trained on. And that's always where I tell people to start. So this is my college, my university. Um, When I went to school, before I was a freshman, uh, the summer before I started, they brought all the students in for a few days to the campus and they gave us tours. They showed us where the library was, how to swipe our meal card, where our classes were, where the dorms were. And they oriented us to the school. And by the time I left, I'm like, you know, I'm wearing the swag. I've got the shirt and the hat and I'm so proud that I picked the right school and I'm excited to go. And that is the thing that everyone in your organization goes through is they go through this period of having to learn what is this business? What do you guys do that's different from other people? How do we communicate? What makes you, you? And so that's where I tell people to start because it's the stuff that you could probably get out of your head the easiest. And it's the stuff that you'll get the most ROI out of because every single person will go through it. Okay, wait, So let's, let's make sure we're clear. Um, I, cause we have a similar thing. So it's no, it's like train on your elevator pitch, know your value proposition, have objection handling documents for everybody, know the market and the client that you serve. Are those like the four that you would say? So, so what I tell people is start with these five things. And now at your company, if every single person is doing is dealing with objections then yeah build objections into your intro topic that you're documenting but if objections are specific to only a certain department or a certain role then those come next so the first thing that i say is just a welcome to the company that's like the hold your camera up and 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 thank someone for being a part of this taking this ride with you next is your mission your vision your values this is just where are we going what makes us us What are our core values? Because you can point back to these later if someone doesn't feel like a total fit or you need to make an adjustment. So mission, vision, value is super important. Next, your founding story. Why do you do this? You know, if I, if I met with you and we got coffee, I would say, so like, how'd you start this? It was the first thing you asked me at the beginning of the presentation. What's the origin story, right? Like everybody's interested in that. And so documenting that one time, is great because then you the the system tells the story to everyone individually Mm. um next your key team members who should i know who am i going to bump into around here who am i going to see on slack or on skype um that that, that's an easy thing to document and then your company process overview so i mentioned my first company was a video production company we sold youth sporting event videos and so we would show up to a tournament where parents and their kids were kids are competing and there were judges that would judge the video. So if I just hired a camera operator and I showed them, you know, hey, all you're gonna do is set up a camera and tripod, uh, press record and go. You know, if I could teach them that, but if I didn't give them the whole process of here's what we're doing, we've got a table out there, we're selling these videos to the parents that, and the grandparents that live across the world and can't attend, it's really important that you're zoomed out across the whole uh, performer because our feed goes to the judges so that they can score this performance. And we're going to the jumbotron for the audience. And, you know, like you want to give people that context of everything around what they're doing. So don't limit your training to just what that person's doing. Explain how your whole system works. 
Um, so this is, this is what I always say is that this is the starting point. And then naturally, if you've got other things that everyone needs to know, you can bundle those into your orientation, but otherwise you'd be doing individual department or role training beyond this. And I think, I think the challenge, it's funny because when you brought this up, I was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is the stuff. But most of our clients are sales organizations. So mm -hmm. when they hire, it's like in support of helping people buy or sell something. And typically it's real estate or insurance or whatever. So yeah, this makes a lot of sense. The founding story. But even sales organizations, they have some of the highest turnover. And if you want to reduce your turnover, get your people more connected to this stuff. And this doesn't have to take a lot of time. You know, this, this can be the first hour or two of someone's day going through all this, but it sets that foundation. And then you get into the heavy sales stuff. I love that. I love it. Okay. Um, so we put together, I saw you put this in the, uh, in, in the chat here, but we yes. put together a checklist which has over 150 sample topics. This is just a couple of them. But a lot of the challenge of writing down what you do is that you just can't think of all the things that you need to write down. So going through this simple checklist, it says, yes, I need to do that right now. Not relevant, not relevant. Oh, super relevant. Let me do that one. Um, and it just helps the process along. So you can download this, trainio.com slash checklist. And I think that's the biggest value because uh, it's actionable and you can download it right now and then you can begin this journey um, if you're listening. I think it's a big deal. Perfect. So the last thing we'll cover is what can you do to get started? Of course, download the checklist, work on your orientation, but if you want to actually get a process out of your head, the, the, the thing you're going to want to do is brainstorm all the all the things that you need to delegate and so these are some next steps that that you can do so first brainstorm by time period so what i mean by this is think of all the things you do daily weekly bi-weekly monthly quarterly yep. annually. just me saying that to you you're probably thinking of things like okay weekly i I, um, you know, do payroll uh, monthly. I run some reports for the business quarterly. We pay in our taxes annually. I'm looking at raises, you know, like there's, there's things that you do just that you can jog by those time periods. So make a list for yourself. And if you've got a team that you're trying to um, delegate some of their work, have everyone do the same thing. Brainstorm by time period. Yeah. Next thing, especially for those listening, if you're hiring virtual teams, the, I always keep a, a stop doing or a to don't list instead of a to do list, a to don't list. And these are the things that, you know, as I'm doing something and I'm like, man, I never want to do this again. I don't like this at all. I don't get joy out of this. Yeah. I need to find another way to get this done. I put them on my to don't list. And then when I'm going to hire that next person, I look at that list and I can cluster things together and see a theme and say, wow, I've got like these four things that I think a, a new virtual employee could really tackle. They don't have to be here to do that. So start to keep a list. Um, then it makes it easier to delegate when you do have that person. You might for have forgotten about the thing from three months ago. Um, next two things. So your inbox is, I think, the most accurate representation of what you have to do in your life, in your business. So look through your last two weeks of your sent mail. Very specific. And the reason I say this is because you might have a lot of stuff coming into your inbox that you just ignore. It's not, it, you know, it comes in, you ignore it. But if you look at your last two weeks of your sent mail, 
you'll see the stuff you're actually engaging with. And then you can pull out what, what were they asking me for? What was I sending to them? What was I doing? What was this task? Really easy to start to build up what your role looks like today. And then same with your calendar. I keep everything on my calendar, like date night last night was on my calendar, you know, vacations, appointments, meetings, calls, things like this. Of course, everything's on your calendar. But one thing you could do is log reality on your calendar. So when a meeting ends, it was supposed to run for an hour at log, it ran for 45 minutes, adjust it, go back at the end of the day and adjust it to the time you actually spent. Because then in just a couple of weeks, you'll see where your time is going. And it will be a, a truer match to what you're actually doing. Yep. Next, try the hit by the bus test. This might not be in the next 24 hours, 48 hours. But this is like as if you just fell off the planet, disappear for a day, go on vacation, take a day off, read a book, whatever it is, um, your team might panic. But then you'll come back and figure out what, what did they need you for? What, what, what went wrong? You know, nothing too urgent uh, probably happened, but it's a, it's a fun little exercise. One I should probably do again soon. I haven't done it in a little while. I was like, wait a minute. Can I do this right now? Can <laughs> Chris yeah. has given us a day off, you guys, if you're listening. Yeah. Everyone, day off. Yeah. Um, but, but really, it's, it's, it's interesting. If you disappeared and it wasn't expected, you can log, you, you know, you can go back and say, well, what did people need me for? Why, why didn't this work? Right. Um, and then just a reminder, crowdsource it. This is not 100% on you. It's a shared responsibility with everyone in the organization. And so you need to document the things that only you know how to do. But if everyone is doing that and everyone is writing down the things they know how to do, it's kind of dividing the workload and you make progress a lot more quickly. Yep. In fact, well, that's what we do for folks when you hire a virtual assistant. You say, document right now what you need to get off of your plate, but then push the responsibility to our virtual assistant to help iterate yourself through to the best process you can possibly get, the one that takes the least amount of time. And, you know, I think that's worked out really well for a lot of people who have started from zero and then now their, their business is fully documented. I'll share a fun question. When I was uh, doing my consulting business, one of the questions we'd interview everyone and ask everyone was if you had some kind of top secret, person that either like worked at your house or was under your desk in like a secret compartment that did a lot of the work that you're supposed to do what's the stuff that you would have that person do because it gets people in a different train of thought where I'm not asking you to delegate things I'm not asking about your productivity I'm just asking like what's the stuff that in a secret scenario you wish someone else did and yeah. that becomes the list that would be great to pass off to someone virtual or to automate with software. So everybody's got these things. You just got to tease them out. I love that question. Um, we've got one of our awesome virtual professionals on this call. Yan, please uh, type that question out. It's, it's awesome. I want to make sure our audience has that because I think it's a killer question. That, that's another hiring. Oh, you heard our dog. Our dog, office dog just barked. I love it. Yeah. Here's the thing, people, you know, we're hiring, I mean, it's insane how many people we hire every month, but um, one of my favorite coaching things for our clients is to just choose questions when you're hiring that activate, they're active listening, they have to tell a story or it's situational or something. Don't ask the, what have you accomplished in your career over the last 10 years? 
boring, right? I mean, and that's such a great question, you know? Totally. And yeah, I think we've got a lot of these questions. Actually, my mind is going of creating what kind of thing, download thing can I create? But I agree. It's all about the questions. We should collaborate and do like, here are the top 20 virtual assistant questions to ask when hiring for remote teams. Like we just did. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So kind of just to summarize here at the end, you know, we talked about this at the beginning. This is, this is what Trainual does. Trainual's online training manual helps you automate your onboarding and training. And so everything I talked about in this presentation, you can do in Trainual. You can outline, write all your policies and procedures, but instead of just like a document, you can include videos and photos and HTML and more interactive content. You can do quizzes and tests to make sure that everybody understands what you've communicated. And then you group everything by using tags to to a certain role in the business so that next time you hire someone with that position, it's just one click to give them everything they need for their job. Um, Very simple to use. We've got an app as well. Um, so yeah, happy to answer any questions about this or the the presentation, but that's our mission is just make this transfer of knowledge easier. So everyone can build a a playbook or, uh, an instruction manual for their business. I love this. Um, Chris, what do your clients screw up? Like if you could like be that elf on the shelf of their shoulder while they're training, like what are the, what are the things for us, you know, my outdesk, you know, 5,000 clients. We have some of the top real estate and insurance and mortgage teams across the country. Uh, what do, what would you, what, what, what don't, what should we not screw up? That's a good question. So I think one of the things people screw up or struggle with is because writing things down is not the burning fire in your business, it's not the most urgent thing. If you try to spread it out over a long time, it becomes harder to, you you reduce your chance of success. Whereas if you dedicate a day to say, I'm going to make a huge impact in this right now, I'm going to get 60% of the way there and roll it out to all my team members, then that becomes the solution. And then it's easy to just add to it over time and update it over time. So I think it's, you know, you've just, you're, you're never going to be done. This is a, an ongoing thing to update your processes as long as your business is evolving, which everyone should be but make some effort at the beginning to get a few people together and say, we're going to build it out today, or we're going to build it out this week. We've had so many great examples of companies saying we did train you all day. We all got around the table and we all got our laptops out and we filled the thing up and it's amazing. And then, you know, there's other people that say, Oh, this is just kind of like, I'm going to plug away at this an hour a week, but then it's hard to roll out. So yeah, it just takes forever is what you're saying. So your suggestion is just get in there like a ninja, do it as quick as possible and do all the heavy lift, lifting fast. That's the way you get the instant ROI is put your orientation in there, put your most burning processes that you want to show someone in there because then you roll it out and everyone knows this is the place I look for those answers. One of the most valuable things we have is a really powerful search so you search for something, it comes up with all the videos, all the screenshots, all the, the how-to lists, and, and um, it makes it easy, just like that car example I gave. Right. When I need to figure out how to change my tire, I pull the manual out of the glove compartment, and I flip to the page, and there it is. You know? yeah. And so that's what Trainual is for your business. That's kind of cool. Um, let me ask another question. We have this thing called the seven-figure business roadmap, and what it is is we, we broke it in the like a normal entrepreneurial journey into six different stages 
stage one and two, you're kind of a newbie. Stage three and four, you're in the we do it stage. And that's when you're starting to hire people, you're starting to kind of grow your business, you understand your market, who's your ideal client, and you're just kind of, you're getting traction, right? You're, you're doing 700 to a million dollars in revenue. And then yeah. obviously the they do it, which is a million dollars in revenue and above, you know, you're, and the path is how do I get to a point where every year I'm netting a million dollars? So in that path, I, we, and they, when do you believe Trainio makes the most sense? I would say it's right in between I and we is the minimum point. Because if you're the only one doing the thing, then you're, you know, writing it down, it's, it's, it might change tomorrow. And right. so, you know, you don't want to write things down that are experimental and ever changing. You write things down, like I said, when you want to doc, delegate them. And so if you're bringing on members of your team and you're taking a few hats off yourself and passing them to someone else, you need to get that knowledge out of your head. So that's when it starts. Um, but the, the one exception is if you're building a, you know, maybe you're a second time founder or serial entrepreneur, you've done this before, you know, the importance of systems and you just want to crush this thing from the beginning, then you might start with the playbook and say, I'm going to build this thing out. I'm going to, I'm not bringing on these positions yet, but I already know this. I don't need to go experiment. So let me just build out the playbook and then I'm going to bring people on. So we've seen both, but depends on your skill set. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's the feature that your clients love the most about Trainio? Like what's the thing that everybody raves about that says, man, this has really kind of transformed our business? The, I would say two things. First is the auto assignment. So once you tag things to a role, it's very easy to say, you know, one click, I've, I'm bringing on a new person. Here's their email. Here's their role invite. And then they get the full sequence the order that you said to go through everything. So it just makes the delivery really easy. Mm -hmm. The second thing would be the tracking. So you instantly know by percentage what everyone has completed. And if they haven't completed 100% of the materials, it will prompt them to come back into the system until they do complete it. And if you update something, it right. takes someone's completion score from 100 to maybe 93%. And again, it starts those prompts. So as your business and your processes are changing, you update them in the system, it automatically updates all your people. So I think it's, it's really the, the automation and the, the, the tracking that people love. One, one question that I have, like what's new in, and one of our clients, he's got a crazy um, business. He actually, and he called in and we helped him. And what he does is he connects colleges with businesses and they create like like a little kind of, um, what's it called when you do an internship? Yeah, there you go, internship. So he creates internships for colleges and businesses and like a matchmaker, right? And he hired a virtual assistant and we're helping them grow that business. But he's doing something called experiential learning where, and I wish I, that was around when you and I went to college, right? Because you know, we, it was all theory in college, but I'm wondering what's next in training? Like what's the new frontier and what are you guys looking to um, innovate towards moving forward? Yeah. So a couple of the areas we're working on is making it easier to extract knowledge. So that's where bots and artificial intelligence and, and things like that can make our system interview you in the same way I used to as a consultant. 
and getting that knowledge out of your head into the system is the first challenge that we're, we're tackling with tech. And the second is delivering the knowledge exactly when you need it. So rather than you needing to use the search feature and go into the system, you might just be in your browser on a certain site and it pops up with some suggestions of processes you might need to know on that page. You might be um, having a conversation in Slack or through Gmail and it's suggesting the things. You might ask a question to a manager and, and a voice recognition system in the, in the room can answer the question more quickly than a manager can. So it's about the, the tech is enabling us to um, record things more easily, to capture things more easily, and to deliver things more on demand. I love that, man. I love that. Listen, if you're, if you're on this call right now, we've got about five, 10 minutes left. And right now is a great time to ask Chris questions. Um, while we're waiting for those questions, oh, here we go. Oh, we've got a code. Never mind. I didn't realize we were 50% off first month. Ooh, Chris, tell us about this. So yeah, so I figured I could leave this up while any questions come in. Um, but the, the, you know, our program starts at $99 a month for the whole company. We've got different program or different levels and tiers, but um, it starts at 99 bucks a month for the whole company, not per user. Um, really easy to get started. And so we've come up with a 50% off code. If you just put in my out desk when you're signing up, you'll get half off your first month. Um, you also get free 14-day trial, so you don't have to pay anything for the first 14 days. Your next month is 50% off, and then hopefully you're getting a lot of value out of the system uh, six weeks in. So, um, so yeah, we put that together, and if anyone has any questions, I'm happy to answer them. How would they get, um, how would they get a hold of, like, what's the best place for them to, you know, like, find out more information if they wanted to take the next steps with your company? Yeah, just go to trainual.com, train U-A-L, like a training manual, trainual.com, and you can see case studies and watch videos, and there's links to sign up for that free trial everywhere. You just put in this code to get started. Um, if you have questions, you can email us sales or support at trainual.com, but sales at trainual.com is um, will get you to someone to do a, a specific demo or jump on a call if you've got questions. Um, there's also live chat on our website. You can use the chat, but we're here to help and, and uh, see if it's a good solution for everyone. I love that. I love that. One, um, while we're waiting for questions, we had a couple of questions come in. Um, you, you've answered them. Um, what I wanted to, how would you onboard somebody new into your platform? Like, I guess the thing that I'm wondering is like, how much learning should they do? How much watching video should they do? And then when should you start having them do some of the things like, and I know that's probably job specific and it's industry specific and all that, but I wanted to get an idea of like, what's a best practice that you help people when you're onboarding, uh, you know, the thousands of people you've helped onboard? Yeah, great question. So the, what we do in-house is your first week, you're learning about the company, you're kind of an observer. Your yep. second week, you're starting to do things with a person. You might be shadowing someone on calls, you might be um, you know, putting together a draft of something, but it's not, you know, it's not rolling out. So first, first week is observer, second week is just kind of a, a collaborator. And then by the end of your first month, you're an individual producer that you're putting things out on your own. So that's kind of a really rough timeline we use. And it probably varies depending on the complexity of the job and the sure. skill set and all that. But. Yeah, sure. But we, but we see that first week 
as the the orientation to the company, the department, the role, um, just kind of getting acclimated to the business. And so someone might spend their first day in Trainual or their first two days in Trainual, and then they might be working with some other coworkers or, or catching up on material or watching videos or, or you know other things to just educate them about the industry and get them ready. Their next week, they might have some meeting schedules, some call schedules, shadowing other departments, a little cross training. And then they're starting to get assigned some projects that, um, you know, would be quick wins, you know, like, um, I'd like you to do this by the end of the the next week or by the end of your first month. Um, You know, like, we brought on someone for video and it was, you know, shoot, go through this backlog of clips and cut together this one little thing. Or we brought on a copywriter and it was put together this case study from something we already shot, you know, so it's a a quick win that they can do. And then from there you're building in complexity. Yeah. What, um, and I, I'm asking you all the questions that our clients ask us. So (laughs) feel free to be like, Daniel, that one's not fair, but this one, um, how quick should somebody, Um, start relieving pain or taking advantage of opportunity within a business in your experience. And I know this is crazy, um, but like, is it six months before they're making impact? Is it 90 days? Um, A lot of people say a hundred days. I'm just kind of curious because you've seen this on a regular basis. Like when would you say somebody should add value? Yeah, it's funny. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't reach it. It's on a table right in front of me, but we've got this chart that's kind of like the ramp up time over someone's first three to four months. And it's, and it it is like a 90 day process to get someone fully hundred percent productive. So you can't expect that day one, everything is going to go perfectly. And this is especially true with virtual teams. You know, there will be quick wins. There will be bright spots. There will be high points. There will be impact made or opportunity that you can, um, that you can see is, uh, throughout the process, but you know, expect it to be a few months before someone is totally dialed in and just crushing it. Yeah. We tell, we tell people literally 90 days before they're um, feeling any relief from the pain that they're on. Um, Walter had a question. Um, uh, He's, he's wondering, you guys should put together a full training manual sample. um, And that would be extremely helpful to him. I'm not sure what your thoughts are around that. Yeah. Thanks, Walter. So um, I, it looks like maybe you've done a trial or you're in the system. So we have this, uh, the Trainual Basics, which just teaches you about Trainual. So it's a course on the, the system um, just to give you a, a framework for how things work and teach you about the system at the same time. Um, we are rolling out 20 new templates um, for all different things in your business uh, as, as an example and also working to put together um, industry-specific demo accounts so that we'd have a real estate industry demo account that you could see a full built out account or you could see a you know a retail account or you could see a marketing agency account um, so we're working on all of that but I, I definitely appreciate the suggestion in the meantime look for the templates because they'll be full built out templates you can use plus a, a separate subject that's an example of a completed one um, so things like the orientation template and an example, um, the, uh, you know, tech, all the IT in your business template and an example, um, your employee handbook template and example. So look out for those. I love it, man. I love it. Okay. Hey guys, um, we're, we're, uh, we had another comment. We're using the templates from Chelsea. 
She is great, by the way. <laughs> You're getting props with your people. I love that. Um, awesome. so I, we're we're, we're going to be done. We're wrapping up. Um, I want to circle back to why we're doing this real quick. And Chris, I want to thank you for being here. You're, you're obviously a wealth of knowledge. I think this is a good format for anybody who's thinking about hiring anybody to kind of follow. Um, again, my outdesk helped 5,000 different businesses grow and scale. If you want to see this video and others, jump on our website, myoutdesk.com. You can request a consultation. What we do is a double my business strategy call. So like what we help people do is get high caliber talent and scale like hundred percent. That's what we do. Um, this is such an important topic, but the, and the reason is because, if you're an entrepreneur and you ever want to actually sell or make lots of money or grow or what we help people do scale, you have to document your stuff. Chris, what would you like to leave our audience with today? I think I would go back to this slide. So how to get started. You know, this isn't something that you can put off and, and just expect to get to it eventually. It's and realize that if you just start doing something, that it's going to make a huge impact in terms of your valuation, in terms of an exit multiple, in terms of your, your time available on a day-to-day -day basis. So just start making your list of what you'd like to delegate and write something down. <laughs> That's what I'd leave you with. Or write something down. <laughs> uh, Chris, it's been great to uh, be with you today. I appreciate everybody kind of joining this call. Definitely check out the list um, and you can start at trainio.com forward slash checklist and uh, just appreciate you, man, for sharing all this value with people today and, and being willing to just be an open book and, and help people grow and, and learn. Thank you. It's great to be here and I appreciate everyone's time.